You're listening to the Doc Lounge Podcast. This is a place for candid healthcare conversations with physician recruitment industries, top executives, and thought leaders. This podcast is made possible by Pacific Companies, your trusted advisor in physician recruitment. My name is Summer Gilbert, and I am the Director of Marketing and Branding here at Pacific Companies. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Russell Gross. He's a general surgeon here in Southern California, and we're going to chat with him today about rural medicine. So Dr. Gross has a very unique story because he's practiced both in big city metropolitan areas and then also in rural America. So thank you, Dr. Gross, for being here. Let's just jump right into it and let's get started. Today we have with us Dr. Russell Gross, a general surgeon and I think he can give us some good insights as to what it is like practicing in rural medicine. But before we get going, uh, Dr. Gross, uh, first tell us why did you choose to go into medicine? Legend has it that when I was born, my mother looked down and said, "Uh, oh, there's the doctor. <laughs> After that, it's hard to turn away. Fortunately, uh, uh, scholastically and aptitude-wise, I was very science-oriented and the direction was uh, and path was easy to follow. I never really had any interest in doing anything else, so whatever it took, that's what I did to fulfill my dream and my mother's dream. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what got you to rural medicine? Walk us through that path. Okay, I had been in practice for uh, many years in, uh, in uh, Portland, Oregon, and in uh, Southern California. I was in uh, several practices. And there was a huge uh, turmoil in the whole medical profession. My group uh, was bought out and then went bankrupt. And I went to uh, work for myself for a while. Unfortunately, I'm not much of a business-oriented person. Uh, so my practice was kind of flailing. I needed a good job with, uh, that, uh, in a place where people wanted me. Uh, so I was recruited to a number of uh, places in the Midwest and South and uh, the place that I liked the best and that was very interested in having me on board was in uh, Covington, Tennessee. It's a real rural community about an hour north of Memphis. It's right in the middle of the cotton fields and uh, I really uh, enjoyed my nine years that I spent there. Okay, okay. and. Uh did you grow up in a rural community or? Oh no, I grew up in New York City. So uh, I'm a city person, but I'm very easily adaptable. I've lived in a number of different uh, locations and uh, be perfectly honest, I'm glad to be back in California. No Excellent. So what do you like most and least about practicing in uh, a rural America? Well, what I liked least was that I was the only one there, and so call became a real burden. Uh, Basically, I was on 24-7 for long periods of time, and that gets to uh, uh, wear on you a little bit. What I liked most about it was the familiarity of people. I would go to Walmart, and people would say, hey, Doc, pull up their shirts and show me their scar. I thought that was really cool. (laughs) And... uh, I enjoyed the practice here. The other difficulty was sometimes subspecialties were difficult to get a hold of. Uh, 
uh, if you wanted to transfer a patient to the city, Memphis, which has some excellent facilities, uh, sometimes it can be difficult finding someone willing to accept uh, uh, transfers. So uh, that was the only, the only two real problems I had. Everything else uh, really went very well. I was uh, happy in the location. The people were happy with me. The hospital staff was great, very competent people. And so uh, it was a good experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, is there any advice you'd give to people that might consider rural medicine? Uh, consider it unless you're really either academically or subspecialty focused. If you really want uh, to do something uh, extraordinary or have a hook of some type, uh, rural medicine is really not the place to be. It's really what they consider bread and butter. Uh, there were some programs that I wanted to get started that they were very resistant to because financially it made no sense and those type of things they preferred uh, because I was in a large hospital system. Those were the things they wanted to send down to the, to, to the hubs and not take care of out in the uh, rural community. So you were practicing bread and butter surgery. Walk us through your typical day, typical week, the types of cases you saw. Typical cases, uh, I saw a lot of gallbladders, I did a lot of appendectomies, I uh, did a lot of endoscopy for a, a long period of time. I was the only one willing to do uh, upper and lower endoscopy on pretty much everybody. Uh, I did uh, some uh, colon work, a lot of uh, uh, rectal uh, hemorrhoids and you know basic uh, abscesses and a lot of skin lesions. Uh, breast, uh, after the first couple of years, they got a couple of uh, subspecialists down in Memphis, and so they wanted everybody after initial workup and or biopsy to be sent down to the, to the breast center. Uh, in Memphis, so that kind of uh, went by the wayside. Uh, I, uh, it was a lot of GI surgery, a lot of hernia surgery, and uh, then the emergency surgery. People come in with uh, perforated diverticulitis and ruptured appendixes and things like that. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest difference between the surgical practices in Portland and Southern California? And in Covington? Uh, between Portland and uh, Southern California, the practice was the same. Uh, except in California, I did a lot more uh, vascular surgery. I have been trained as a uh, peripheral vascular surgeon, so in my practice in California, I did a lot of peripheral vascular work. Uh, in Covington, they didn't even want to do dialysis access, so there was really no vascular surgery to do. Uh, and uh, the more sophisticated operations like big uh, uh, GI surgery and uh, uh, pancreatic surgery and uh, uh, reconstructions like that uh, basically was uh, a little bit more than the hospital in Covington could tolerate so those kind of big cases we would send down to the teaching centers in Memphis. How did you find the level of uh, staff and their their training compared to where you were in the big city? 
level of training was the same. Uh, did never used a, an anesthesiologist. Only had nurse anesthetists, and they were all excellent. Um, two of the three of them had been through a PhD program, so they were doctors of a kind, and there was never a case that I did that I felt uncomfortable about who was uh, uh, putting them to sleep and waking them up. And the, the level of experience of, let's say, like your, your ER and other staff, how would they, that compare? Uh, the ER in California, everybody was uh, board-certified uh, emergency medical people. The ERs in uh, Covington were staffed by the local general practitioners, basically, and they did an okay job. They could recognize most of the time when someone was really sick and needed surgical care. Did they call you appropriately? Did you come in at times that, you know, why am I here? Uh, that happens everywhere. Every once in a while, there'd be something, well, you know, why are you bothering me? But uh, I was always happy to come in if it was only to make them be comfortable taking care of that particular patient. So it wasn't often enough to really get under my skin. Do you think the experience that you had in Covington would be representative of other rural surgical practices in America? Uh, I do. Anything unexpected that happened in Covington that you were kind of surprised by? It was only the uh, difficulty in uh, eliciting transfers to the city. Uh, in California, if I had somebody that was that level that needed to be at a teaching hospital or a super specialist, that was never a problem. In Tennessee, uh, for the first couple of years, I had a, a surgeon in, uh, in the city who was willing to take anybody I wanted to send. After he went to become the uh, chief of surgery or the professor of surgery at the uh, Creighton University in Nebraska, uh, it became increasingly difficult to find uh, uh, surgeons willing to uh, accept patients. So if I had dealt with them initially, I had to be prepared to take them through almost all the time. It was uh, hard to get a transfer to transfer. ER to ER was much easier. So if I could see them before they got into the hospital and said this is really beyond our uh, capabilities here, then it was not a problem. But once they were in the hospital, I had to be prepared to deal with it. You brought up something earlier about being on call 24-7. Um, what would you share with potential surgeons that are considering rural America about call and when you want to take time off? How's that handled? Uh, make sure that's uh, in your contract. Uh, that uh, I only had really 15 days of call of obligation, but when I was there, I was on all the time. So unless I was actually physically away from the county, I would, I would respond. There was another surgeon, but he did not take night call. And uh, so it, all, it fell all upon me. To and did you have the option to not be on call after those 15 days? Yes. Okay. Now tell us about your family uh, when they left California to Covington and kind of enlighten us on that. Okay. Well, that was uh, an issue. Uh, my children uh, were quite young, so for them it was no problem. They came, they went to school, they made friends, uh, every, they played in sports, they participated in activities, everything was great. My wife, unfortunately, 
uh, all of her family is here. And uh, it was very difficult for her to make that adjustment. She did make a couple of friends, but uh, there's out in the cotton fields, there's a limited number of things you can do. You can only go into Memphis uh, so many times before even that gets old. And uh, so she joined the garden club and the library club and did some volunteer work, but she missed her family and uh, that was, uh, an issue. She did come and sp uh, with the kids during the summer and spend the summers here when they were on their school break. So that helped. Uh, but uh, and the whole family would come out at Thanksgiving and we'd have everybody out for a week in our house and it was a rocking good time. Uh, but that's only one out of 52 weeks. So uh, it, sometimes it's hard to find things to do. I never had a problem because I was either working or uh, relaxing, so uh, I needed my time off. Uh, I would take a vacation or go to a conference, and uh, they would somehow manage at the hospital without me. So nobody's indispensable. A, a lot of the doctors we talk to have a concern about the schools in rural America, and since you had two daughters at a young age, can you talk about that? Uh, that might be an issue. Uh, the schools were fine up until high school. I think the high schools here in California are superlative, and so it's hard to compare. But uh, I do know some of my uh, older daughter's uh, friends did go on to college and have done nicely uh, uh, at university. So uh, you can get what you need, but I don't think the level is as good as in the big city. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, it is uh, rural America. So what type of physician, whether it be surgeon or any other specialty, do you think would be a, a good fit for rural America? What type of characteristics should they have? Well, uh, family practice for sure. Uh, our town uh, had two OBGYNs who were very busy. There was more than 400 babies a year being delivered, and so the uh, obstetricians kind of ruled the roost because uh, that's uh, a huge income source for the facility, and uh, so they got pretty much what they wanted. I think... Uh, uh, so family practice, I think a GI guy would do very well there. A general surgeon who's willing to do bread and butter and doesn't have uh, that subspecialty that uh, is becoming all the, the norm now uh, would also do very nicely. I think I did very well there. I was, even though I had to give up uh, vascular surgery basically, I was getting older and didn't seem uh, like a terrible burden. I think 10 years before, I would have been very unhappy. In fact, I turned down jobs in California because they didn't want me to do vascular surgery. They only wanted a general surgeon. I wasn't willing at that time to give it up. But when I went to Covington, it was okay. And uh, so a general surgeon, or what they call now an acute care surgeon, would do very nicely there. There's plenty of... Uh, uh, hernias and gallbladders and colon surgery to keep anybody pretty busy. We're almost done, but looking back, do you feel that Covington was a, a great choice for you and your family in your career? I do. I, uh, 
I thrived in that environment. Anytime I don't have to worry about the financial end of the practice, I do much better. I do very well. I think the community was happy to have me. I think I served the community uh, admirably. I enjoyed the the staff and my coworkers and even the administrators uh, all bent over backwards to uh, accommodate the things that you needed and and needed to do your job and uh, uh, to me it was a very rewarding experience and I liked my time in the rural Mid-South. Was it more rewarding than practicing in the big city and if so why? It wasn't as challenging as far as the uh, the degree of difficulty of cases that I was doing, but in some senses it was uh, more rewarding. I felt a sense of gratitude. There was, you know, somebody would say thank you, which doesn't happen out here very often anymore. And uh, in that sense, I was uh, I, I fulfilled that need that you're you're accomplishing something and people understand and appreciate what you're doing great anything else you'd like to add in closing dr gross no i think uh, i've covered it pretty well we appreciate your time thank you to all our listeners if you'd like to be notified when new episodes air make sure to hit that subscribe button and thank you to pacific companies without you guys this podcast would not be possible If you'd like to be a guest or for more information, go to www.pacificcompanies.com.